Okay, hello everyone. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Insert Title. I am your host, Richie. Um, great to see you guys again. And of course, I have my host with me. This is your dad's wife's real boyfriend, Will hey, Gatz. Whoa. What's going on, people? It's your baby mama's boyfriend, your grandmother's <laughs> favorite, the one your grandfather plays checkers with, 5D chess player, the one, the guy, Will Gatz. He does it casually, y'all. And Absolutely. then I got the Haitian sensation with me. Oh. <laughs> hey, <Hola. laughs> hey. <laughs> talk nice to Fred. <laughs> Shit. Shout out to the new subscribers, man. Shout out to everybody that signed up with the email. Make sure you like, Thanks. make sure you share. Mm-hmm. Let's blow this thing up, man. Shout out to y'all. Y'all Indeed. are the first. We love y'all. Oh, uh, yeah, man. And big shout out to my brother, Brian. He actually paid for our very first uh, promotional campaign. Yes, he did. Shout, shout out, out to the Lock kid. Lock. Shout out yeah. to my guy. He actually, uh, he spotted us on the uh, first promotional campaign I ran on Instagram for mm-hmm. both podcasts. So shout out to Brian. Thank you so much for doing that, bro. Yes, big shout out. Big shout out. Big shout out. Shout out to everybody tuned in on Tuesday night on oh, Kwan yeah. J Radio. Hey. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for everybody. Thank you so much to everybody that's listening, y'all. We appreciate y'all big time. Absolutely. Uh, And uh yeah, so without any further ado, uh real quick, I just want to let you guys know today's episode is going to be a little different. I know typically we have like a conversational type show about current news and whatnot, but today um we actually had the idea a little while back to have an episode about uh conspiracy theories. Yes, and uh, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Hang out, chill out, you know, just talk about, just talk about things, talk about things. Right, you know? right, right. So where are we starting? Are we starting at the gay frogs or what are we talking about? Whoa. Yeah, no, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> the Jewish space laser, like what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the deep state, bro. No, the deep man. state. <laughs> 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 no 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 so i actually actually wanted to kick this one off uh with a bit of like some human history theory bro because like one mm. of the biggest things for mm. me um especially like throughout middle school and high school when i actually used to spend hours and hours and hours reading up on uh sort of the technological advancements and the way humans have recorded history throughout time and the way that history even gets rewritten yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. Um, I've, I've, I found it, and I want to start off with this note, I've always found it super intriguing how, um, from the year, like, 1820 to 1920, technological advancements were not that crazy, like, it, I mean, there, there was some big things in there, but, you know, motherfuckers wasn't going to the moon. Yeah. Um, and so, like, in the century between 1820 and 1920, there was a couple of notable advancements, but nothing, like, world-shifting. But from 1920 to 2020, bro, we have done what our ancestors would have thought was actually impossible. It's a completely different world. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was doing some background checks on it. And, like, the first computer was built in the 1820s. But it wasn't, like, your typical surf the internet type shit. Like, it was really just a really complicated calculator, right? Mm. Like, essentially, they made the first electronic calculator um and then in the 1860s that's when your modern day combustion engine came along 
telephones came in the eight in, in 1876 and we began harnessing electricity for lamps in 78 um so on and so forth we actually made the first electric lamp and around that time motion picture camera so they started recording uh the movies with no sound in them that's yeah, crazy remember. Crazy, man yeah 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 that was in 1891 and then ford created the model t the very first car at the turn of the 20th century in 1908 and since then there was a couple of other notable event like advancements and scientific achievements and shit but then everything after 1920 like that's i guess you could say recent history and we could like spit that off the top of our dome yeah um, like for example i believe the very first tank that was used in war came at the turn of world war one just about it's fucking um, wild to think about. Which was when? When was that? I believe World War One started in 1914 and was over by 1920. So the first car was made in 1908. Mm -hmm. And by 1914, they were making tanks. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the first blueprint That's for a insane. tank. The, the very first blueprint, blueprint for a tank was designed by Leonardo da Vinci. Did you know that? Wow, that's actually no, I nuts. Not I didn't that. know that. That's yeah, else. yeah. The very first draft of a tank was devised by Leonardo da Vinci back in like the 1400s. Somebody but, made him mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody pissed him off. <laughs> but it was it was very like. It, or he owned a car and wanted to like run somebody over or something, okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the Catholic Church held him back from creating no it. And Nah, bro, like, it's actually super interesting. Um, and this, this is another thing that we could touch upon, uh, that if it wasn't for the Catholic Church, like, holding back scientific advancements throughout the Dark Ages... Oh, it, yeah, who knows where we'd be today? Bro, we could have been, like, a hundred years ahead of where we are now. Like, the shit that we're doing today, but that could have been done before World War One. Like, If religion didn't kill science, we would be fucking... Yeah utopia yeah, right because now because it was a i mean it was around that time that it was rediscovered that the universe that our solar system was was heliocentric yeah and the catholic church was doing the most to prevent that information from becoming public because it directly went against what they were espousing That's man but crazy. they they still do that today man in some form of fashion no, but like the thing is, like I'm grateful for this that they don't have that level of power that they used to. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. I mean, today yeah. it seems like more like a choice to be religious, but back yeah, then yeah. it was kind of like a lifestyle. Like, I mean, it's still a lifestyle, but like you were, you either fucking were or you were going to hell. Yeah. Like for example, I believe it was uh, Galileo Galilei that rediscovered. Uh, other planets in the solar system and when mm -hmm. he tried to bring that forth to the catholic church like they threatened him with death like yeah, people were actually burned and like guys like leonardo da vinci who we were just talking about um he was practicing like what's, what's that word i'm looking for like anatomy essentially he would take cadavers and dissect them and <laughs> chart down like what goes where and what's attached to what in the human body and yeah. they, uh, him and other scientists, they probably in, thought he was in, doing witchcraft. Yeah, him, <laughs> him, and other scientists, him and other scientists in Italy had to do that shit under the radar because if the church found out, they would be hung. No surprise, stoned. 
something yeah. drowned something burned burned at the stake the cross it's just horrible bro yeah so it's like and i believe it was by by the ninth it was 1969 that we supposedly sent people to the moon <laughs> like how you said supposedly yeah because no. like let's be real like I no, want no no to, no I've heard, i'm in I've that heard, camp too yeah I, I want to believe that we actually did that, but I have such a great deal of skepticism at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, not for nothing. Because there was the whole, there was the whole theory that we only said that we went to the moon to bankrupt Russia because there was the whole space race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that, if, that, but, if if that's true, that is yo, we're yeah. like finesse masters. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like something. They, <laughs> they sent the first satellite to the moon, wasn't it? Was Sputnik? Mm-hmm. something like that but yeah. but i mean look at look at where Bro, we are think, now right I, we're I sending like, things to mars i i know like i have a few russian friends and that's mm-hmm. all they talk about is sputnik like that's like their oh. crown fucking achievement bro great. <laughs> 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 we really hurt them like. <laughs> fucking tragedy um and let's see what else now we're at automated cars at least we're trying to get there they're not fully autonomous only we touched on this a couple episodes ago was it last or maybe the one before yeah we were talking about apple making a car that was yeah yeah something like that and that's that's just crazy man it's crazy to believe that or to even acknowledge really that we're only a few short years away from actually having cars that could be 100% automated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's crazy shit to think, think about. I, thought, I think I mentioned it on my first pod that yeah. there's a kid in California who um, who's making fully automated semi-trucks. So here soon, truckers, I don't know, man. That's that's <laughs> the gift and the curse. Like, like yeah, we get yeah. beautiful technology, but someone's going to have to pay for it. Yeah, but then what do you do as a trucker? You know, exactly. Like, exactly. Do you just have to be idle the whole time inside the truck? Well, I mean, once, at that point, do you even need the autonomous? Like, yeah, you don't need the trucker at that point. I mean, that's the that's the thing with automation, bro. Like, we've seen it happen on a very on a much smaller scale with um, yeah, yeah. McDonald's employees. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and really warehouses cool. like Amazon, they have robots that actually or touch screens that customers can do shit themselves. Yep. That's actually a pretty that's scary a, thought. That's a gift and a curse. Like, what do we do with those other people? Because we end up looking like those. Uh, we end up looking like those characters from Wally. Don't say Wally. Oh my god! <laughs> I knew he was about to say Wally. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I mean, no, no, like, no. That's actually true, though. Like, you're not, you're not capping that. I don't think it'll be to the same degree where everybody's just like morbidly obese. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely makes you wonder because they they show you on their little spaceship, everything is automated. Their little lounge chairs float them everywhere. They get f- like food in yeah. a cup. <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry. actually nuts. That could develop a whole different society. Yeah. Like, well, what would we become then? We wouldn't be capitalist anymore. How are you making money? Exactly. We'll we'll have to depend on the government completely. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because automation only seems to only seeks to serve employers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I Damn. think, and and this goes this this kind of I believe it was reflected in 2020 when 
Um, a lot of businesses went down, but virtual marketplaces like Amazon blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was natural with, you know, home yeah. delivery. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a good implementation, but like tried to dabble in drop shipping, but you need a lot more capital than I thought you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than I thought you would have. Yeah, so it makes me wonder, like, if you can remove the the human capital, and that's essentially you're getting rid of labor. Like everything becomes automated from uh, organizing to shipping to delivery to drop off. If everything is like a hundred percent automated, that means obviously. You have less people doing but i mean at the same time it could create jobs for the people that have to engineer these systems you know that's true that's true so then but then you have to make the argument that your average employee your average employee has to be a bit more qualified Mm -hmm. because i would imagine your average like um what's that word i'm looking for like your conveyor belt your line employee is not going to be like your engineer you know nah i mean really what you would have to know is like mechanic um things like how to how to fix technology that goes broken yeah when i was watching the AlphaGo documentary the google ai system Mm -hmm. they were mentioning how jobs like that like jobs what like the conveyor belt person like that because like that's something you need that human touch where you can look at something and say no that's not right or a robot would probably just be like oh it'll be fine like because it's on like a program or whatever but there is it's weird man it's weird i feel like right now is like that i i i feel like we're blessed to be in the time that we're in like right before all of this robot shit and right after having (laughs) nothing like i feel like if someone from like a time traveler from the 1800s were to come to the they'd be shocked at first but i think i don't think they'd go back no no i think they would adapt pretty quickly yeah i don't think they'd go back like we're not too far gone yet they're able to look at whatever the fuck they want without having to go to their king or queen and like or like read the <laughs> newspaper like they're not going back <laughs> they're not going back bro yeah yeah yo to uh to go back i don't know if you heard about the uh the google's alpha go thing uh um, yeah in, in recent weeks they actually fired a lot of their ethical engineers to when it comes to data collection mm. hmm good yeah there was uh there was a handful of people that were supposed to be in charge of like the ethics department of collecting information and utilizing that to serve their uh their their customer base yeah and they, and they got fired so now that kind of raises some questions as to oh why. yeah now i'm talking about like the ethics of it oh dang wow yeah sus hella sus yeah, that's very sus <laughs> <clears throat> All right, yo, so um, moving on along with this one, I want to ask you guys, what is your take um, as to what the perceived role, what, what is the the role that marketing plays in um, like establishing patriarchy? Hmm. I was thinking about it earlier this week because uh, I was watching some documentaries and other podcasts about this same thing. Um, you know, since prim- like let's let's talk about since industrializing, right? Sure. Um, there has been historically a lot of marketing that some jobs are for men, you know. Okay. Um, and typically those jobs are the more important ones, like the ones that are the most lucrative, right? Mm. Um, 
and more so other jobs that aren't as lucrative or aren't as fundamental to an economy are let's say marketed for women right like for mm -hmm. example if you're working in a factory that during the primary phases of industrialization was almost exclusively uh, perceived as for men right right but that isn't the case anymore you know that yeah but let's um i mean there's say, still there's still there's still jobs that are marketed as if they were for men right like um, i guess but like example yeah accountants nurses accountants uh, nurses but there are a, a shit ton of male nurses personal assistants i mean yeah like yeah 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 i mean for like as of now i would definitely say there is more of a mix but yeah. when when you're transitioning from an agricultural economy to an industrial economy and you're uh like essentially giving the perception that the role of a uh, ceo or an uh, a branch manager or even a line employee like that was a man's job right yeah and sure. when you set that uh what's that word i'm looking for that precedent that precedent yeah that's a good word when, when you set that example for let's say yeah um that that only helps to strengthen the idea that men do the important jobs and women just kind of take the back seat because when you take the important job you're essentially the breadwinner and when you're the breadwinner typically you have more sway in the household right I mean, I guess so, but that that line is becoming is it's Very becoming good. more and more of a foreign concept to someone like our age. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah. you look at a factory worker, and today we're just kind of like, man, why can't a woman do that? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? Like, what's in the way of that? Is she fucking strong? Can she lift? You know what they require? Like, usually yeah. something like that's like fifty plus pounds. Can she do that? If she can, why can't she join the factory? Yeah, exactly. And then I mean. let's say, for example, industries today that are primarily dominated by men, like let's say STEM, right? Sure. Um, for example, if you were to, you, you could easily imagine if you go to be a network administrator or you get into IT, like any any role in IT, um, you're going to find with no surprise that that industry is male dominated, right? But I think that's just a choice that women make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do like, oh, this is for fucking men and this isn't. It's but just kind of like it's the not, general interest of the female, you know? No, but I'm not, saying that it's not outright saying that this is for men. But let's say when you see yeah. like an advertisement for a role no, in no, IT. No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. It's yeah. just like that 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 role is there's, implied from Yeah, that. there's nothing inherently about it that says it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. for men, but the way in which it's advertised, it's implied that men generally have an interest in this as opposed to women, right? But that's what I'm saying, uh, right? That that line has become more blurred. It yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. matter anymore. Like, yeah, absolutely. And thankfully it's more accepted. Like even if it yeah, even yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't a female being um, advertised, if there is a female that's interested in it. We don't just say no. You can't do it because you're a female. But at the same yeah. time, I kind of see what you're talking about. Like Fred says, nursing, and I guess that's a good example. But today, there's so many male nurses that you can't yeah. even say that. But yeah. let's say a man was working at a, I don't know, like a nail salon or something. You'd yeah. be like, hmm, like. And I think 
With Fred's example to nursing, I think you could see that more prevalent in like our parents' generation. Yeah, Just that's what example. I was thinking of. I could, I could, I could give you an example. Um, when my mother was my age, my grandmother was like on her about becoming a nurse, because yeah. during my grandmother's time and my mother's time, like typically, if a woman went, or not typically, but very often, uh, when a woman went to an institution of higher learning, it was usually to seek something in the medical field. Um, yeah. And then, for example, like my father, when he was my age, he was going into STEM um so it's as you were saying it is very the lines are much more blurred mm. yeah. but when you go back in history you begin to see that marketing did have an effect on the way that roles and jobs were perceived to where uh, a hispanic grandmother would tell her daughter yo uh, look into nursing go be a nurse do some shit like that well that's why i'm kind of confused when you say marketing because today that's like a it's like a not a thing that they like i'm a little confused on what you mean when you say that because it's not like a job is advertised just for men or just for women i think it means like social marketing like the way we oh the way we perceive the people the way yeah. the way yeah because i'm not talking okay. about like industrial marketing yeah. or like yeah, company-wide okay, 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 i'm okay, talking okay. about like uh the just general the perception average of the culture yeah. yeah okay all right, all right. so just yeah things that happen because of the way that we see things i, I guess yeah. is the yes. best way to put that yeah 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 that's probably a better term my fault for that no no sorry um and then yo ashley thought this was interesting um going into some comparisons uh between colonial life and native american life for like the very beginnings of the american dream right yeah um which isn't real by the way <laughs> yeah 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 uh benjamin franklin actually what was that i said don't get caught chasing that well oh, true um no i was gonna say uh benjamin franklin once wrote down that he noticed more people were running away to join native american tribes than natives were leaving their tribes to join american life run that by me again um then benjamin franklin he wrote down that more americans mm. were leaving to join native american tribes as opposed to native americans leaving their tribes to assimilate i mean that kind of doesn't surprise me I at all impressed. and this ties in this ties in back to you know the perceived role of how some jobs are marketed and how that establishes patriarchy because what he noticed, the primary reason for why people were leaving colonial life to join Native Americans was that your average tribe practiced collectivism as opposed to individualism. No surprise. And they also noted that that collectivism uh, leaned less towards a patriarchy and more towards everybody is serving the greater good so that blurs line between the importance of like a, a male house like a patriarchal household where the man is mm. in charge yeah. and collectivism gives more the impression where um it's more so who contributes the most or everyone plays their role and as long as you're doing that you have equal say yeah i mean collectivism seems more free at its root anyway yeah, yeah. you're doing things for the greater good like I don't know, like, if you go to the park or something and you see, like, trash on the ground, are you really going to pick it up? Yeah, exactly. Huh. 
I don't know, just something interesting, you know? Like it's it's weird, like it's very weird and it's kind of sketchy, but I feel like the world would be in a much better place if we just had one government, one like one major power and everybody's just working for each other. I mean, that's getting into some new world order territory, uh, Fred. <laughs> weird, but I feel like we'd be able to advance so much quicker if we didn't have the political beefs. The... But here's the thing, bro. How do you tally up billions that's, of votes in yeah. an orderly fashion? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, and then, like, with with so many people, like, it would almost be, like, the difference between the majority and every other minority group would be so fucking like relatively minuscule mm, yeah that it's like at no point are you going to have an actual majority rule mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it would be like like still less than 50 percent of the whole global population would be in agreement with this and that so you're you're essentially making rules that perhaps 30% of the global population voted for, and that's technically the majority, let's say. And then the yeah. other 60% of the world is, like, taking the shaft, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, how heavy is China's, say, versus Australia's? Yeah, that's sort true. Of thing, exactly. Know? If we measure it on a world it scale. It started off that way, but now it'd be, it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be just difficult as hell off rip. Which is why, yeah, like, yeah. I, I I like the idea of, uh, like, a United Nations where every country has its own sovereign rule, but then we're also, uh, like, all in agreement on certain things. Like, at least, you know, theoretically in agreement on certain things, like human rights. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. On a smaller scale, you can look at someone like Japan. Yeah. Like, on a much smaller scale, but the way they operate is almost collectivized you know yeah, yeah for sure i don't know everything's for the greater good it's not just for one person or one company or one fucking one percenter yeah it's yeah, just yeah. for the good of you know the person across the street from you or the person sitting next to you in class or something yeah yeah because mm-hmm. i was gonna say um what was that fred everybody takes responsibility yeah mm-hmm. the greater good yeah, because one of the primary ideas that goes behind collectivism is uh, there is it goes like as, as a story, right? Uh, where let's say, yeah, you're part of a small village and there's a pond uh, right outside the village that has X amount of fish and they take X amount of time to reproduce. Um, it would be fair in a collectivist environment to just take your fill so that everybody else can get what they need if you take more than that and you like blow through it you end up screwing yourself over and the rest of the village over because now you don't have enough to hold yourself over until they reproduce again and nobody else can eat until they reproduce again yeah another superb example that is a great example that it's bro it's such a simple story it's people and fish yeah Yeah, don't 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 take more than what you need and allow other people to exist. I mean, but some people wouldn't see it that way. They wouldn't see that explanation as something that's good. Of yeah, of course. Like, we would. get it because we understand the concept that we're talking about, but, you know. It, it blows me how that uh, such a simple story can elude people. 
Um, but moving on, uh, we were talking about religion lightly and, and its uh, influence on human history. Uh, let's sit on that one for a little bit and elaborate some more. Um, as I mentioned, you know, like the Catholic Church during the Dark Ages um, definitely stifled a lot of scientific progress. Mm. Um, but at the same time, they also they they suppressed scientific knowledge to the point that people had to rediscover shit. Mm. Like for example, as I mentioned, um, that I believe it was Galileo Galilei that found out there was other planets in the solar system and began to devise the theory that the solar system was heliocentric as opposed to, uh, I believe that the term is terra centric. Uh, whatever that the solar system mm. revolves around the sun not the earth that yep. was actually discovered in ancient greece like almost two thousand years before the renaissance era oh um, you can you can imagine why the church wouldn't like that um <laughs> uh, that's the i mean the, the, the reason i believe they don't like that shit is because um during the time like it was common belief that the pope was infallible right yeah and that the Pope was the brain of the church. So anything the church said, you could assume the Pope said it. And if your discovery, you know, like air quotes, uh, says that the Pope was wrong, then you're lying and you're making a deal with the devil. <laughs> no surprise. It's it's, it's kind of still like that in some places. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And you know, as you were saying, like in some places, um, it... It really blows my shit that we have so many members of Congress that criticize places like Iraq and Iran. It's just the whole Middle East because their government is based on theocracy, right? But well, I mean, that's that's pretty broad. There's actually deeper reasons, but I get what you're saying. Keep going. No, definitely. Like, I'm just trying to get, like, to the big ideas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But they're constantly trying to pass legislation that favors christianity they're they're trying to blur the lines between church and state i mean that's but that's happening even here at home i know and that's the shit that bothers me like i get it like you know i go to church on occasion as well but i definitely still believe that you know the first amendment says that government should not favor or discriminate against any given religion but yet we have motherfuckers that try to slide in um little things that like for example i forgot the the congressman's name but he was like oh in order to swear into office you have to swear an oath on the bible and that's <laughs> not true like was that when they were talking about Ilhan Omar? I, I believe so when she was swearing into office like she did it on the uh she's but, she's but the chuds are gonna chud right we know that okay oh, yeah. but it's kind of just like and then donald trump wouldn't have been president yeah, no, church and state. One at yeah. a time, please. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. No, no, church and state is just... It's being blurred today by the Republican Party, primarily. Because yeah. the Democrats seem more diverse than the you know conservative Republican Party. But that's just how that goes, right? Mm-hmm. They're all Bible thumpers today. And... uh I don't know. And it's more diverse. You got Ilhan Omar, AOC, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. I don't know. And Fred. Yeah, what was you going, Fred? 
Oh no. Um no, I I said what I had to. Uh you know, there it's going to be that way. Like there's always going to be, you know, people that see the other the other side of things. And not to say that they're wrong or right, but you know, it's it's good to keep an open mind and for the most part they don't. But yeah. I I just got a notification for people that are waiting for it. The Senate just passed the $1400 stimulus check, so that's good. good. Wow, well, they did something useful. Yeah, ahead Holy of time. Shit. So whoever's waiting for that, um, you know, I'm glad to be able to bring you that news. Uh, it has to go back to the house because they did take out the $15 minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So the house has to approve that, but that's not going to be a problem, I don't think. And then by Wednesday, Joe Biden's going to sign it, and we can get our we can get our STEMI checks. STEMI. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then another another question. What? How do you guys, in your minds, define the difference between a cult and a religion? <laughs> to me, there is no difference. Yeah. Um, I don't really see a difference now. Interesting. It's just, I mean, I mean, you say interesting. How do you feel about that? Um, in practice, I don't think there actually is a difference. I think the difference lies in real estate in real estate really yeah estate. because yeah like go back let me let me use like the inception of christianity as an example right um prior i, I believe it was um augustus caesar it was, it was some roman emperor that made it okay to practice christianity in public right um prior to that every every person that practiced christianity had to hide they weren't able to have their own buildings and uh places where they could actually practice their their religion so in terms of real estate i mean how influential is it and how large is it to the point where you could actually you know own buildings and for example like even today your average church doesn't have to pay property taxes i believe it was okay so you're talking about the yeah. financial like aspects of it yeah i'm talking about like when you actually establish it as common practice and law doesn't interfere with the practice so yeah i okay because i was just thinking um if that makes sense people follow religions and cults i don't really see yeah. it huge difference in that but yeah when mm -hmm. real estate wise yeah yeah there's there's a huge difference yeah okay yeah because i was going to bring up the example um have you guys heard the story of the people's temple i have briefly yeah that was the one where like they went i believe it was in guyana um like over almost a thousand people just a shade over 900 at least mm -hmm. uh committed suicide by drinking a mix of like cyanide and all these other crazy ass drugs because they genuinely believed that like it would bring them closer to god yeah i was watching something on a survivor of that shit i forget when it was but there was someone who was going to go or either went and just didn't but something like that but yeah no they all pretty much committed suicide in the name of the god it's insane and was that was that based on like the Christian God? Were they trying to practice some new branch of Christianity? I do. It, you, you never know, honestly. <laughs> you, you really just don't know for sure. Um, That's just scary to think about, bro. Oh yeah, of course. But no, they're not. I mean, 
we can't even just say that Christianity is the only religion that did that shit. No, absolutely not. You but know? it's just like, you know, since it was in the West and Christianity is the most dominant uh, religion in the West, I would have okay. thought that maybe it was like based on the idea that came from some Abrahamic religion or whatever the case. More people have died from religion than anything else in this world. Oh, ever yeah. in the history man that so. takes me back to the story of the the crusades of the catholic church man yeah yeah the crusades that's another one man and, and there's that shit's still going on today oh yeah they just don't call it as much yeah it's not overtly said that we're in a battle against islam but that's really what it is <laughs> that's what they all say we won't follow sharia law like you know chud talk that they do and I think the, the saddest part is that the battles are really being fought over oil, but it just so happens that the world's richest landmines are in countries that practice, you know, Islam. Yeah, yeah. And they're being scapegoated because of it. Hmm. Sad. Um, and that brings me to another, another cult. Um, this actually, this is in Boston, Will. I don't know if you've heard of these guys. Um, but is the Church of Euthanasia? Yes. Oof. Yeah. What do you know about <laughs> I, them? I've I've heard a few. They're in like Saudi or something, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. No. They they that's a weird bunch. I don't know too much about it. Like only only what they say. Yeah. You know when the when it's actually, brought up. Actually, I read on them. Um, they believe in bringing back balance in yeah. terms of population between humans and animals like wow. they don't they don't mind like they don't mind this sickness that's going on right now the COVID 19 yeah. they, they'd rather see it happen that so actually works in their favor yeah it absolutely it plays into exactly what they want and they've been saying that this shit was coming for a long time yeah and lo and behold here it is and they got what they wanted but there's mad churches mad different churches man like there's the yeah. there's the church of witchcraft here in salem and of course it's in salem hey, amen <laughs> that's listen it's not a joke like they they actually practice witchcraft over there and shit like it's it's real i had a co-worker at the call center i used to work at when i first moved here sounds um, like voodoo she sat across from me and she actually told us that she practices witchcraft yeah no that's the thing that the, and then there's good witches and there's bad witches and you fall on either side of the spectrum. There's no neutral witches. What? Yeah. You're bad. That's There's it. no great Jedi. <laughs> 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 um, but no, more on the uh, the Church of Euthanasia. These guys, actually, they also believe that it's okay to cannibalize the dead. Yep. And the women only have anal sex because that doesn't lead to procreation. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. That's some kinky shit. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> all right, all right, all right. No more jokes over there. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, I think the most infamous cult and cult leader uh, would have to be Charles Manson and his family, yo. And I have I have some some theories on this one. 
Okay. Uh, humor, humor me here a little bit, right? Sure. Um, there was a book written by Mr. Tom O'Neill, right? He's he's mm. an author that had been working on uh, a bunch of background information about uh, Charles Manson and his heydays, especially when he committed the Tate LaBianca murders, right? Yep. Um, his parole officer was a man by the name of Roger Smith, um, who was also part of a uh i forgot what the what the official term for it was but he was also doing psychological studies on behalf of the government right yeah and this was also you know when charles manson was in and out of prison and when the tate labianca murders took place um mm -hmm. that coincides during the time where the cia was doing uh mk ultra <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you, do, you, do you feel where I'm going? Okay, so using <laughs> that, let's also set the precedence that the Vietnam War was going on from the year 1955 to 1975, right? Okay. So what, I, so what am I trying to say with all this? I'm trying to say that Charles Manson was known to be a hippie, right? Hippies yeah. were very anti-war. And sure. at one point during the, like, the mid-60s, um, they had a lot of influence to where the general public was very much against the Vietnam War, um, mm -hmm. even though the government was trying to uh, sell the dream that we were winning. So what do they do? They, they keep Manson coming in and out of prison. And it was said that MK Ultra was primarily on prostitutes, hippies, drug dealers, uh, drug users, and prisoners. So True. they, my theory is that when Charles Manson was, con was constantly in and out of, of prison, they, you, they scapegoated him with that MK ultra project because hippies at the time were known to be of peace and love. So mm. you take a very prominent, uh, hippie, you take his, his, his family is what he called them. You frame yeah. them for committing one of the most heinous murders of the decade, and not just once, but twice. And then suddenly the government who's pro-war makes the anti-war kids look bad. It's true. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what MK Ultra is, oh, yeah, <laughs> why, don't, I, why don't we give that to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me go ahead. Mind um, control shenanigans. Yes, uh, during during the time MK Ultra was in practice, and this is what the CIA declassified. Yeah. Um, MK Ultra was in practice from 1953 to 1973, and mm -hmm. it was a time in which the CIA was using a multitude of psychedelic drugs on those that were uh, mentally unfit. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, and they were using these psychedelic drugs repeatedly, repeatedly, and repeatedly um, in search of mind control, or at yeah. least getting people into a state of high suggestibility where you can manipulate what they do. And it wasn't even just drugs either. It was all kinds of psychoactive drugs, especially LSD, okay? Yeah. And other chemicals, not even, you know, they could have used bleach or whatever, like just waterboard you with the bleach, electroshocks, mm -hmm. they use hypnosis. You know, for sensory deprivation. Yeah, you could yeah. also say that they were sexual abuse, torture. verbal abuse, isolation. Yeah, just so all kinds of torture. The idea was that, I mean, at the same time, Charles Manson was um, a troubled youth. So yeah. I guess 
I guess you know that even then that that fits the bill of someone that they would target. Um, hippies at the time were known to use drugs in their free time, you know, for leisurely purposes. So mm. you already have a man with a troubled past that's already using drugs, um, so on and so forth. So I mean, yeah. I I don't I don't have any like actual facts, but the the cards line up, and this is you know the whole episode is about conspiracy theories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dominoes line up, and I, I think one falls right after. The I mean, how, it seems like more shit from MK Ultra keeps like getting declassified. Yeah, but no one's really looking for it, you know. And then in terms of of shit that keeps getting the class, we'll probably jump on this later. But mm. um, earlier, I mean, I think it was mid twenty twenty where the pentagon finally declassified actual footage from jet planes in the military that yeah that yep. had footage of ufos yep. ufos potential etas extraterrestrial activities Ooh. you know that shit's interesting man all right um and then yo okay so um let, let's go ahead and transition into this next part right here um let's talk about secret societies for a minute and i'm pretty sure fred hmm. fred's ears just perked up i already know <laughs> fred's been talking about cloning for the illest minute oh my god even no. off of the podcast like if we say something wrong in the chat he's like clone yeah fred thinks i'm a clone <laughs> bro i'm just saying yo so hey. i was actually i was actually gonna say um there was a time where i thought that that you know, people that believed in conspiracy theories were like just a bit too paranoid. But there was actually a time where President John F. Kennedy once warned U.S. citizens of secret societies. Yeah, no surprise. I'm telling you, bro, when they start attacking people, yeah, they start, the they start taking was people. The we'll let Fred handle this one. Fred, go ahead. <laughs> run, run me through it, Fred. Fred, what do you know about secret societies? Okay, have a seat. Are you, Bro. Are you, are you in one? <laughs> oh my god! So y'all keep playing. Y'all keep playing. No, I'm telling you, you know man. what? You know what? My I name think... is Chris Hansen. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Fred is deflecting and projecting insecurity. I think he's the clone. Oh Maybe no! You think I'm the clone? Yo, do you no? Let's go. Yo, let's let's talk about it. Fred was gone for like how much? How long? Like three oh nah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fred was gone for how long? He wasn't responding to text messages yeah, you, or you, calls. You're not wrong. Hmm, that'd be a sloppy cloning job. <laughs> they didn't even have nobody to to take care of my socials. I, I think you did that to yourself, actually. So, so Fred, Fred, man, what do you know about secret societies? How many secret I mean, societies? I'm not a guru or anything. It's just okay. Well, I what? Pay attention. <laughs> Tell me something about the Illuminati, bro. What do you know? Who was that directed Illuminati, man. It's it's weird. They're they're a secret society, but they're not really secret. Okay, they, was I that, think I, they I, get I, like a. I thought that? that was directed at me. I was like, I don't know anything about them. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> I believe. Just... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's just like stories and stuff, like you know, people having to do stuff to get riches and fame, and I, I, I could see that, but it's just, it's just this is a secret society of you know billionaires, trillionaires that run the world. Like that's 
that's really all it is i don't Little even think it's really secret it's just it's just people that <laughs> nobody really knows about that control the world did you guys notice at least this was my observation uh i believe the first time i heard of illuminati rumors and when they were at their peak was like 2007 to 2009 mm -hmm. just yeah, about yeah. and did you notice that the most often the accusations of being a member of the illuminati was against like music industry moguls oh mm -hmm. yeah that they credit britney spears's meltdown with that yeah that was weird because like i also, never justin timberlake's move to buy myspace and shit i had I... never heard of a white person being accused of being part of the Illumin. like oddly um, enough rick rubin are you serious at, at the time like i said like i was only it was 2008 so i'm like 13 14 i probably didn't do the the research the research yeah, yeah, like, as well as your average person probably could have. But from what I saw, it was most often against music moguls. Oh, yeah. And it was often against African-American music moguls. I mean, but, I mean, that's changed over time because Eminem got accused way back. Rick Rubin got accused. I mean, today. is Eminem really white? Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 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 I'm logging off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm leaving, man. Is Eminem really white? I don't know. A white guy, blonde hair, blue eyes from Detroit. Is he? Is he though? Is he? I is mean, he... his soul. His soul. I mean, but soul is different from actual. Like Richie's talking about actual skin color, kid. He's not talking about fucking someone's black soul. Right. Okay. Jesus, Jesus. How do you, how, Fuck, why man. would you even apply? Am that? I really black? Let me go on record and say that I'm a clone right now before Fred says it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tired of it. It is what uh, it is. But no, so going on with, with the whole relation to, to music here, um, let's sit and talk about mental health in the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. We touched um, on this on a previous episode with Kanye West. We certainly did. We talked about we this. I mean, we we talked about mental health in the music industry, and then we've also talked about mental health on its own before. Mm -hmm. um, Will, uh, give me give me some enlightenment, bro. About about what? Ment what are we talking about? Being crazy? <laughs> no, just just like mental health in general in the music industry. Mental health and I mean, it's all about it's all very, very from artist to artist, you know, like it's going to depend on what kind of music you're making, what mentality you're in, like what you, what environment you're making the music in. It, it's you have to specify what you're asking, really, like what same as like just regular mental health. Like it's it really yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's similar. What what I mean to say so much is that um like let's say let's use hip-hop as the example right okay um for a very long time um hip-hop was very um for lack of a better word like I, I can't think of it was very machismo right okay um to where admitting like any type of fault in your mental health or any adversity or any trouble with dealing with adversity was uh frowned upon and seen as a sign of weakness right i mean but that's just that's and fred can probably confirm this as well as i can but that's pretty much black male culture mm -hmm. yeah you're not allowed yeah. to show your emotions yeah yeah, yeah. 
That's why a lot of people don't even know that I took a break. Yeah, really, like, only the people really like closest to me even really noticed that I was gone. Nobody really I, asks either. Yeah, nobody really asks, and I'm not. You know, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, that's is very true. Yeah. I, I, it was more or less. I didn't want people to see me that way because people usually see me as a happy, cheery person. And, and then, okay, so Fred, um, you know, question for you since you just recently took a break from a lot of things for the sake of mental health. Yeah. Um, what what insights can you give as to what it takes to be like well, on, on the behalf of personal accountability? and managing mental health like what can you say on that um you just really have to you have to have the strength to admit like to accept that you are going through something that that you're not used to going through mm -hmm. and maybe you need help with it maybe you feel like you can do it on your own but you have to be willing to accept that things aren't right and that mm -hmm. you can't keep going the way that you're going because if you don't, if you keep putting it off, it's just going to get worse and worse. And then exactly. now there's suicidal thoughts and you don't want to do this anymore. So you got to have that strength to to accept it and to be willing to help yourself. Because at the end of the day, really, you're the only person that's, that knows you. You're, you're mm -hmm. the only person that can start that process of, of getting yourself help. So that's yeah, that the first thing. And secondly, like while you're going through that process of trying to help yourself, I would try to distance yourself from any kind of social media. Um, you know, you can watch YouTube or whatever, but things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it didn't really seem to help me get in a better spot. It seemed to just really deteriorate and like discourage me from doing things. So I would, you, you know, you just need time for yourself, time to think, meditate, just yeah. Take yeah, time. no, I would agree with that. That's kind of that's kind of a similar answer to how I would answer the music side of things. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just going to depend on what the situation you're in at the moment is, you know. Okay, so could you guys agree that there is like a practical means to achieving happiness, or uh, do I guess my answer, and we can ask Fred afterward, but my answer would just be do what you love, you know, try to do what you love, even. Okay. I don't know, like like someone would say following music or whatever is fruitless but if that's what makes me happy mentally yeah then i feel like i gotta follow that path to make myself happy mm -hmm. you know it's that sort of thing yeah. yeah no you definitely gotta take a minute and reevaluate um what's making you unhappy in your life man yeah. because mm -hmm. it can eat at you man. and once you free yourself from those chains man you'll be a much happier person and, and that, um that goes back to what where you said you got to be happy with what you're doing like yeah yeah your job is a that's a huge part of your life you're there oh, yeah. eight to sometimes some people do four or tens eight to ten hours of your day that's a huge chunk of your day if yeah. you're unhappy with what you're doing that's gonna set the precedent for the rest of the day yeah you no, know and then i'm sorry you go ahead will every month like you know you got to take care of yourself yeah, no, I, I definitely went through all that shit, man. Like, I knew way back a long time ago. Like, if anybody doesn't know, I make music. And um, one of the things that I strive to do with my music since I was, like, 18 when I started was to grow. And um, I did a series called Gas Mask. And all through that series, man, like... If you go back and listen to it, man, me personally, myself, and I know other people have experienced this too, 
it's just a big uh, project of growth. And you can hear how, how much happier I get from GM1 all the way to GM3. The energy's crazy. And it's just... um. It it shows big growth, man, and now I'm here working on a new project, happier than I've ever been in my whole life. My whole circumstance is different, man. I'm in a different state. I'm back home, and I'm happy with my girlfriend now, and it's just like, it's crazy how much has changed, man, and how my mentality has gotten better, and how much clearer I see things now because I changed up my shit over time. Hmm. You just got to get right with yourself and uh, figure out what empowers you and uh, reach for that, man. Yeah, yeah. The stars ain't that far when you reach. Yeah. You know? It is what it is. Yeah, dude. And then uh, moving along here with with the whole theme of mental health and shit, um, I understand that you know, social media, you know, as Fred said, he disconnected and I have to, and I'm, you, you have, all three of us have at one point or another disconnected from social media just to get some space. Not me. Um, you have not? No, I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. I, I, I revel in the, the, the crazy shit, man. Like I, I love watching people lose their minds. So I, I kind of just, you know, I learn from mistakes. Yeah. Just know, at the end of the day. Okay. <laughs> I just scroll through and everybody's complaining. Everybody's unhappy. And it's just like, man, you're alive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in America. Like, yeah, the shit for me was back in July when um, the Black Lives Matter protests were at their prime. Yeah. Um, I just saw like so much violence on the news feed that, like, truly, like, I was burnt out, bro. Like, I would mm-hmm. walk into work. I, I could get like nine hours of sleep and I would still wake up the next day like absolutely drained because of yeah, all yeah, the shit no. that was going on and like how it racked my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I was legitimately like concerned for how things were going to explode. It definitely felt like that. Um. So yeah, like the whole the whole presence of social media, like it definitely plays a role in the uh, the general anxiety and depression that a lot of folks in you know in millennials and gen z's experience mm-hmm. uh, but to a degree i feel like social media is being scapegoated you know as a cause for depression and anxiety similarly to how video games were blamed for violence and crime in the country i mean but that's a little different right because social media brings other people's problems directly to you especially yeah. when they vent yeah you know and it, that can be a heavy burden like you said you saw all that shit on tv all the violence all the beatdowns, the senseless beatdowns, the fucking pepper spray for no reason on a peaceful protest shit like that man mm-hmm. like it becomes your problem exactly exactly i'm not saying that they have uh similar influences you know and in, in the way they affect um you know your average individual yeah. but i'm saying more so that there's more to it there's more to what causes that that feeling of anxiety and depression than just social media yeah Mm -hmm. no but what i'm saying is it became more real man like yeah when you look back at that video game uh excuse for depression or or violence it seems fucking elementary now yeah you know what i mean like we don't even give that shit a second thought there's games like fortnite and apex and call of duty and like 
that's almost an escape now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they can't say any, like, I don't know. A lot of people have been fixed because of those games. I think the reason as to why, like, an argument for uh, video games causing violence is, is, you know, as you said, elementary, because we have, like, the metrics and... I'm not saying they're they're correlated to one another, but you can observe that from the year 1970 to present day, um, your average the the average rate of violent crimes has steadily decreased year after year after year as video game technology increases. Like it goes up year after year after year. So it's almost like you can say that violence has gone down with better technology and gaming hmm. Hmm. yeah i mean it, it helps that. it helps that the games actually fucking show the the destruction that can happen yeah, yeah and then on top of that like kids aren't out in the streets as often you know well yeah that's a whole other fucking problem yeah that's that's a whole another topic but we won't dive into that one yeah. uh, the whole idea is just to say that i want people to acknowledge that even though, you know, you may like myself or Fred dip away from uh, social media for X amount of time to cope with your anxiety and depression, um, it's very important to articulate your thoughts, as I said before, and identify any other factors that may be fucking with you. Another mm-hmm. thing is, man, find your happiness. You know, at the end of the day, find out what makes you happy. And it yeah. doesn't matter how long it takes or when you find how, you know, when you find out what makes you happy, just make sure you find that shit and you pursue it. And I'm I'm kind of in the camp where I'm not going to fucking sacrifice myself or what I want to do just to make someone else happy or, or make the collective happy. I'm kind of like watching my own mental health at all times. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I watch the things that happen on social media and I utilize that to make myself a better self. Hmm. It's not that I'm looking down on anybody else or anything like that. It's just that if you fuck up and I see it happen because you're sharing it on social media, I'm going to learn learn from from that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take that and fucking run with that and make sure that shit never happens to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's big. It is what it is, man. Okay. And then, uh, this is, this is, I guess maybe in a way relevant. Okay, but whatever. Um, what is what is you guys' opinion on the use of drugs and mental rehabilitation? Um, there's a place for it, yeah. Yeah, there's a place, and I don't know. It's just kind of like, what drugs are we talking about? Yeah, that's um, a big deal. Okay, too. okay. So let me start with what has what scientists have tried to study, um, and this is you know not just in the u.s of course this also applies for like places like canada and australia and even the uk um there have been scientists that have tried to get funding for the medicinal benefits of drugs like cocaine heroin mushrooms like psilocybin uh ketamine mdma lsd marijuana um things like that I, mean, I bring this up because there was um, a woman in New York. She was working with researchers at NYU um, because she had recently been diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer, right? So she was going to die. 
Okay. Um, and what they did was they used psilocybin in pill form to help this woman deal with the anxiety of facing her own mortality, right? Like knowing that her time was coming and there really wasn't anything modern science could do about it. So they gave her uh, psilocybin and a pill, you know, the psychedelic ingredient in most mushrooms that mm -hmm. are used for, you know, tripping out. Um, and it helped her. She only had to take the pill once. And she never once faced anxiety. And she never again faced anxiety until her eventual death. Hmm. Well, how long until she died? Um, the article never said her name or anything of the sort. It just said that she passed away a couple of years after, after the fact. Wow. I would say, yeah, I mean, that's definitely crazy, but I would say that that would depend on her as a person, like an individual. Mm -hmm. Like as crazy as that sounds, like that's not going to happen for everybody. Yeah. Like if, if there's, if, if there's a heroin addict, I don't think marijuana is going to do much for them exactly because they're so far gone already no but like you know, i'm not i'm not talking about supplementing um your dependence on one drug by using another no 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 not like that i mean like not not like a recovering heroin like someone that's already used heroin they know that feeling they already know like what goes through that mm -hmm. like if you try to use something that's less powerful than that i don't know how that's going to work for them <clears throat> I mean, but you could also make the argument that if they are no longer dependent on the drug, that their mm, yeah. tolerance is not as high. So perhaps a weaker yeah. drug could have some effect, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. Mm. Yeah. So is is more so is there any benefit any any benefits to using these drugs and how long will it be? Because I know the US government slowly is finally coming across to the medicinal benefits of marijuana when just 50 years ago you know it was uh the devil's lettuce right i mean but mm -hmm. i wouldn't even consider marijuana a drug i mean no but it definitely is though i mean a drug because like i don't want you to think of it like give it the most uh what's that word like the most dictionary definition of what a drug is right because beer that's a drug sure. um you take your average but do you see the difference between drinking a beer and and lighting a plant on fire and it just so happens to work well, the way that it does does i mean but beer, beer comes, comes from, from a plant too beer comes from yeah a plant. yeah no but i'm talking yeah. about the process i know it comes from weed i get it but yeah, yeah. the the processing of that beer to make it beer you know mm. okay. i mean like, but i, you, I get you what could... you're saying you could you could make one's more can, natural than the other not mm. necessarily i mean yes actually well because beer has to go through a, a more significant distilling process and so on but you and could it has also, to get sugared and colored mm -hmm. and, you, and you could also make uh like thc oil like cannabis oil that can also be drank as well like yeah but that's getting more into like the candles like, and shit that's yeah. chemicals yeah Mm -hmm. I think Will's talking about just grabbing the plant straight off of, you know, straight off of the tree. Yeah, and it just yeah, has the effects that it has. Does that yeah. make it a drug? Yeah, because THC is the chemical. Like it's not I guess, just but simply that's a natural plant. chemical, you know. I mean, so is cocaine technically. You could just get it from a coca leaf. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, true. I didn't I mean, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes a drug a drug? 
Um, I mean, I pulled the definition up if you want me to run by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I will see it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the noun version is a medicine or other substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. Okay, so yeah, it's a drug then. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah like we, in the most definition. in the most blanket term, right? Yeah. But we're um, talking about the negative side of things, right? Because yeah, not, not everybody considers all drugs bad. Like you can yeah. go to fucking Walgreens and get a fucking Tylenol and no one's going to tell you you're taking hot drugs or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, no, my, my point is more so to say um, a couple generations ago, like even marijuana was seen as like an outlandish, evilish drug, right? Um, but now we're slowly beginning to see that it has legitimate medicinal benefits. So yeah. my question is, uh, drugs like cocaine, which are still in heroin, which are still presently seen as like super bad things, like if taken in moderate and purposeful uses and doses, could it have medicinal benefits? I mean, right now, sure. It's just potentially gonna, what it's going to come down to is where they can do that at. Yeah, because they. Like, as I mentioned before, these drugs are still um, illegal on a federal scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very difficult to come by um, the funding. And I can make the comparison that to a degree, the same way the Catholic Church was, um, what's that what I'm looking for? They, they were getting in the way of scientific advancements because yeah. of some preconceived notion. Mm. The government is also doing the same right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. In modern day. Wow. Well, up here, one of the big discussions is safe injection sites. Um, yeah. And it's and, a big just, debate right now. Just to be clear, I'm not advocating for cocaine. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I know what you mean. It's just, uh, it's I just I the want, fact of the matter. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, like it is I, don't want, I don't want the listeners thinking, oh, this motherfucker's doing cocaine. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not it. I'm just wondering. No. They're just saying... I bring that up because it's kind of like... Um, Addiction's a, a, a scary shit, man. Yeah. That's a scary-ass thing. But some people can't help it. Some people are past the, the point of no return, and they need yeah. to get that fixed. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that's being discussed up here is um, safe injection sites. And it's a big controversy right now because a lot of people are saying, nah, don't, don't implement them because people should be offered drugs, right? They shouldn't have to need them. But then there's some people that feel like they would die without it or they would do some extreme shit so really what do you want do you want this person to be able to go somewhere and have the drug safely administered and experience their high or for them to do something crazy and just kill themselves or kill people around them because they they're on some kind of like you know string of desiring the drug itself yeah because what a lot of people don't get is that yeah, you can make the choice to administer a drug, but at some point, like, it does become a genuine addiction, and addiction is a disease. Like, yeah. these people, like, you can't just simply, if, you, if if someone has been doing, like, for example, shooting heroin for, like, the greater part of the last three years, yeah. um, you can't just go cold turkey uh, no. for, for a multitude of reasons because the brain can actually go into shock. And can. the person, the person can die from that. So I believe these uh these safe injection sites that could that could actually be rehabilitation. 
Like yeah, yeah. if you if you begin to slowly wane off of you know like perhaps someone was using like an extreme dose. Well, that's and, the idea, oh, right? They, yeah, what they're then, saying is, what um, I don't mean to cut you off, but what no, they're saying ahead. is they're gonna give, they're gonna make these safe injection sites, and all injections are gonna be done by you know a doctor mm -hmm. in the room who can provide support if anything goes should go wrong, God forbid, or you know whether things need to happen but the more that they come back um less and less of the drug will be administered yeah hmm. exactly like you can begin to administer smaller doses yeah to, to begin leaning off of the tolerance and dependency and then what that also does is a secondary benefit is the um the prevention of passing along sexually transmitted diseases via needle yeah yeah that's like if true. a group of people are sharing the same needle and one of them has HIVs, congratulations, all three of them have HIV now. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a big problem down You're on Mass Ave over here. Two birds with one stone, actually. Just like uh, Rich was saying, how the Catholic Church made it really difficult for us to technolog technologically advance, and that's what the government is doing now, is like how long do we keep that, like, like this could change everything. You could. Mm -hmm. It could change everything. Like if they advance it in their knowledge of cocaine or heroin and it really does become a medicine and we're just using our prejudice, you know, we're being very prejudiced about it. Like it could change everything. It could save a lot of people. It could be the cure for cancer and we don't know because Literally. we're not we're not allowing we're not allowing it a chance. It's true. Yeah. And then uh, another thing, you know, like uh, the study of drugs such as cocaine and heroin like if you were to study perhaps we could come along with some breakthroughs as to how we can aid people that have addiction and dependency issues yeah mm -hmm. you know that's like, gonna it's not... come with the safe injection site man mm -hmm. yeah. it's not just simply studying the effects of cocaine for the sake of it like it also comes with potential medicinal benefits and yeah that's where that's where I was trying to take that. But anyway, um, moving on to the next bit here, I actually wanted to, to talk about some space theory. Mm. Um, last year, we actually had uh, the first ever photo of a black hole yeah. actually come Ooh. back. And before that, like I believe um, Albert Einstein came up with his theory of relativity like in the early 1910s. Mm. And for the last, and that, that makes it a hundred and. 110 years at the very least where um black holes were just a theory like it was an idea and then in 2020 it was proven to be fact yeah insane yeah seeing That's stuff insane. like that out in the cosmos is ridiculous oh yeah bro i remember as a kid i used to think that like black holes were just free roaming through space and shit and like what yeah. if the oh, world I mean. Mean. That'd be crazy. <laughs> what if I the mean, earth just passed right by one, you know? Nah, they I mean we wouldn't I mean you, you know by uh, now we, we wouldn't just yeah. pass by it, but yeah. they yeah. do kind of spontaneously pop up in space. That's just crazy as shit. Um and then with that, uh let's introduce the idea of aliens here, man. Yeah. Um yeah. I believe uh, the the whole theory of aliens didn't become prominent until that Roswell crash in 1947. Yep, yep pretty much. Um, what's you what's your what's your take on that? Uh, on aliens in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do this real quick, right? <laughs> we can't be alone. Okay, 
mm-hmm. and the the millions of billions of planets out there and different galaxies and solar systems, man, we can't be alone. There's no way. Okay. There's no way. I think uh, I ahead, think bro. um I think they already came and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when like the Aztecs, pyramids, things like that. I, I feel yep. like we did get a lot of help from aliens. And they just kind of, you know, gave us a little push and said, All right, y'all keep that. Where they are now, I'm not sure, but I, I'm I'm sure that they came and gone, helped us and whether you know, they're still develop. watching or not. Yeah, exactly. If they are, I'm sure they're pretty disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) That's another conversation. (laughs) So you subscribe to the idea that aliens uh, in some way, shape or form helped the human race and Uh, architecture? I don't think that's an idea. For sure. I mean, it's you you think that's a fact. I mean, look at the shit that they wrote. Like some of the shit that different different cultures from different sides of the the planet have written about it's all mm-hmm. relatively the same thing it's uh, crazy such man. as give me give me like an example so different structures that were built they said that they got that information from gods uh-huh. deities that weren't like themselves some with animal heads some without animal heads sometimes in the form of a straight up animal and those things are still like preserved and like they're still structurally sound. If you if you take a man-made skyscraper that's not being constantly renovated, that thing's gonna break within you know a certain amount of time. And those structures have been here for thousands of years. I'm not saying that these things are gods, but they had knowledge about shit that that we didn't have. We didn't have at the time. Like I think I. I like way back there was something that they uncovered in one of the pyramids there's like literally like a scripture of like a like a helicopter <laughs> like it's literally a fucking helicopter on the fucking hieroglyphic wall i'm gonna need you to link me to that i have not heard of that shit. i will find that but that's, that's wild. wild that's actually nuts <laughs> when you think about it <laughs> could you imagine bro yo yo oh and, then, that's thing. and then to go with your comment about how they had um what would be at their time a ufo right um yeah going back to my mention of how earlier or i'm sorry like in mid 2020 um the pentagon had declassified some videos of what seemed to be ufos on camera caught by jets right belonging to the the navy and the air force um that shit went almost borderline completely under the radar um and it was also revealed that the government had a program to study those videos right to figure out what the fuck is really going on and after that the navy held a classified briefing with elected officials all over the country to tell them what they had discovered and what they had learned through studies of those videos that's something else man that shit that's a big ass red flag like if members of congress are being briefed about what the the military believes is going on with ufos Hmm. and on, on top of that um after that briefing uh the the U.S. Department of Defense was ordered to compile every bit of information they have about UFOs, and they, what the fuck? Oh, I just see the, yo, what? Nah, yo, that has, yeah, that yeah, is not real. there it is. Yeah, that's actually the fucking thing. 
Mm. By the way, for the listeners right now, I okay. just put up you the hieroglyph. On the left. The hi- the hieroglyph that I was speaking about, I just put up on the on the chat. Okay, so f- like what I'm seeing on that far right column, right? Yeah. From top to bottom, that shit looks like a car from the Jetsons. Yep. <laughs> it, well, it looks like a car out of the fifties, bro. Low key, low key, you do. Um, and then what seems to be like your average jet. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then below that, what what the fuck is that shit supposed to be? I don't know what that is. They just started tripping. <laughs> <laughs> That's um stupid. They just started doodling. The aliens were talking too fast. Like they just started doodling <laughs> stuff. It was um. So the aliens talking too fast. <laughs> that was discovered in the temple of Seti. Holy fuck it! What, what, does it say what year? Um, no, I I can't even see that. God damn! Oh, that's I'll, I'll pull up the information while we're talking about it. But isn't that yeah, shit yeah. crazy? Um, no, crazy. absolutely, bro. Um, but no, what I was finna say, uh, this is actual fact. The Department of Defense has until the first six months of 2021 to compile and publish everything that they have on UFOs. Mm. Really? Yeah, like actually. So I believe by July. Um, they're supposed to, we're supposed to be hearing more about that and they'll be releasing like a whole bunch of shit. Like I'm assuming this is probably going to go back as far as, um, that Roswell incident. It may even go further back. Than That's that. crazy. Yeah. Hmm. That'll be so you said July of this year. Yes. Yes. And, um, and then going back to Will's, uh, comment about, but what? Well, sorry, but like, what do Go we ahead. what do we even do with that information though? Like, that's the thing, bro. Like, when they actually released the the camera footage from the uh, jet planes, I was like, I mean, we all kind of knew this, like, intuitively, you know? Yeah, we all we all suspected as much, but it's like now that we know, it's like, what what what's next? What's next? Yeah, like where do we move yeah, forward from you, here? I think that type of thing needs to happen so we can be reactionary about it. Yeah. You know, like we need to get that information. And once we do, then fingers are going to be pointed. Mm. And there's already turmoil between the people and the government right now, especially mm. in the United States. Uh, we won't even talk about outside of that. But if the people find out that they've been lied to. Oh, man. Yeah. You can imagine. That's gonna be tough. I like I, I can't even speculate on because like as as we were saying, you know, like the whole what then incident. Because like I watched the video like multiple times and I was like it's kinda like the question that you wouldn't even know you had follow-up questions for. Yeah. Because like some people say like, oh, you know, some some questions are answered and then even more questions come up but then like the one singular answer like do aliens exist yes Mm. what (laughs) wait what (laughs) like what (laughs) what do you did you guys know and not tell us yes yeah now we have a problem (laughs) we have a problem and then uh going back to will's comment about like we can't be alone right um the kepler telescope that we put into orbit a couple years back uh since its inception 
um, it has scanned over half a million planets, right? Mm. And out of those, um, we have found 2,662 that are approximately similar to Earth, right? In the sense that they have liquid water, that they're in the Goldilocks zone from their yep. neighboring star. Um, and right now, the two that scientists are most focused on is one called K218b, mm-hmm. 124 light years away. It's about eight times more massive than Earth is and three times bigger in terms of scale. Yeah. And then there's also the Kepler 186f, which is about the same size, has mm. liquid water, a similar tilt on its axis. So we're talking about like 23.5 degrees. Mm. And the assumption is that the planet experiences regular seasons like Earth does. Right. And then there's another one um, in the rings of Saturn or outside the rings of Saturn in Saturn's I orbit. That's the moon, though. That's yeah. called Titan. Yeah. Yeah. And that has the seasons uh, like we oh, do. Thought... The only difference is when it rains, it rains Yo, nothing. I thought, I thought he got beamed again. up, bro. No, 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 no. We didn't get beamed up. <laughs> okay. I was like, no. <laughs> I think, I don't know, though. I think that's, re- I think that's being really close-minded, though, because that would just be assuming that aliens require the same things that we need to survive. No, and But at the same time, like... The only evidence we have of life is what is present on Earth, right? Like multicellular complex organisms. Mm-hmm. So for it's now. not for now, exactly. For now, the only evidence we have as of right now is Earth. So where do we start? By looking at planets that okay, are similar like to Earth. Earth. And I'm not saying that intelligent life has to look like humans, right? Because yeah. you can argue uh dolphins are intelligent mm-hmm. life yeah mm-hmm. so perhaps there's uh organisms similar to that well that that's why i bring up titans because titan has the water mass on it yeah the but o- yeah, it literally has an ocean on it but like you said isn't it isn't it made of methane no no it rains methane mm. okay and then it's supposed but to that's happen. under a layer of of earth and it's supposed to have water underneath all that it, ice right it's like an yep, ocean ocean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that and yeah. hearing about it whenever the Science Channel would have documentaries on that shit. Yeah. It's actually like an ocean, like a functioning ocean. Salt yeah. water, too. And then uh, this is actually the last bit here. Um, yeah. We were talking earlier this week, actually, about the potential for colonizing other planets. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to start off with the, uh, the highlight tape that SpaceX had earlier oh. this week. Yo. <laughs> That, I mean, aside from the fact that the rocket exploded shortly yeah. after landing, yeah. I could not believe my fucking eyes when I saw that shit coming back down and it self-guided its own landing. Yeah. Yeah, that was Things something are else. Dog. We're getting somewhere, bro. We Elon are. needs to be protected at all costs, bro. Absolutely. We're getting somewhere, man. I remember the, the last time we sent a manned crew up to the moon and the way they had to come back was like detach one return unit from the other and they had to parachute down and land in the ocean mm-hmm. but like this this fucking rocket launched itself <laughs> bro I'm, I'm astounded like this is genuinely so cool yeah, like i'd no. love to watch this happen 
It's definitely it impressive. A lot of people would look at that video though and call that a failure, but that's a big success. Oh no. yeah. And I like what I would have considered a failure was like just two weeks ago when <laughs> they launched the rocket up and it exploded on the way back up. But yep. the fact that they got it to go upwards, come back down, and guide its own landing like smooth as hell. It's so impressive. I was absolutely mind blown. Baby um, steps, man. Baby steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were talking about, because um, the, the current mission is to colonize, to some degree, Mars, right? And yep. then potentially terraform it as the centuries go by. Mm -hmm. Um. I actually read an article, um, I think it was today, Saturday, um, I was uh, Thursday or Wednesday, I read an article saying that NASA scientists now believe, after publishing a study, that Earth is going to be completely inhospitable for life as we know it within a, within a billion years, actually. That doesn't even surprise me. And it's not because of global warming or anything yeah, ecological. It's just or how it is. Our yeah. Sun. The sun is supposed to increase in intensity by several times, yeah. and yeah. that's going to begin causing like oxygen molecules to break down, and mm -hmm. Earth won't have an atmosphere any longer. Because I think we're like, we're only a f our sun is only a few stages from being um, a supergiant, I believe. Yeah, or something uh, yeah, like that. But that, that in itself is going to take like another 7 billion years. Yeah. Uh, I believe right now the sun is supposed to be entering like its teenage years, you could say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people forget we're still in an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, I, I, it doesn't seem like that to us standing on Earth today or talking on this this podcast or something, on, you know, on the grand scheme of in the grand scheme, there's a big explosion and we're in it. Yeah. That infinite expansion. Yep. Um, yep. And this was a question I posed to you guys earlier this week, but I also want to hear something from the listeners. Um, I asked Will and Fred, uh, what do they believe should be prioritized? Like what should come first? Uh, should we look more into expanding into the greater universe? Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, our solar system, should we prioritize colonizing other worlds or should we prioritize taking care of the one that we presently live on? Let me know <laughs> what you guys' take is, because I believe you guys were like, um, essentially, at, at first it was more so prioritizing colonizing other worlds, but then it was like, we should look to taking care of where we're at now. Yeah, yeah I, I it, said, was, it was mixed. It was very mixed. Because well, at the my, end of the... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, my answer was basically like, uh, it was like we have the ability to do both. But if we're talking about an order, then taking care of our planet is probably better insurance than yeah. trying to colonize something we don't even know fully about yet. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts. And I believe my take on it was, um, I felt, I, I just feel like if we worry about colonizing other planets without figuring out how to take care of our own planet is just going to be now we have to take care of two planets that we don't know how to take care of exactly exactly because so. like my idea was because i'm sternly in the camp of we should prioritize taking care of where we're at now mm -hmm. because we still like we're gradually gradually and uh more so fucking up the earth right yeah so why take our bullshit to another planet and fuck up two planets in the solar system 
when we should first learn how to take care of where we're at now so we don't fuck up another one quite as quickly, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Just so just yeah. Things. I hope I hope to hear from you guys. Message me at me on Twitter, whatever the case. I'm super interested to hear what y'all take is. But that's everything that we have for the show. Uh this was an exceptionally long episode, guys. We've been recording since it. like yeah, we've been recording since twelve oh six, so we're like in an hour and forty something minutes almost. Yeah. I really like it. I hope I hope uh I hope the listeners like it too. Like Reggie said, please get, you know, add us on Twitter, Absolutely. Instagram, all of that. You know, let us know what you think. Um, you know, we we love that stuff. We love it. We want this to be, you know, a community. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So big shout out to everybody listening. Uh big shout out also to everybody on Kawan J Radio. I hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday when you hear this. And yep. you know what it is. We'll see you guys same time, same place next weekend. Y'all take care and see y'all then. It's uh Peace.